0: Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in
1: auto detailing. Welcome to the community.
2: Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's the boys. This is the community pub yeah. and finishing out my uh, Voodoo Ranger little variety pack, and this is New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Experimental IPA. Experimental. Looking forward to it and experimenting how fast it will get chugged down. Uh, I love these beers, so (laughs) I'm ready to get into it. I had had some more Voodoo Ranger this weekend and grabbed some Juicy Haze IPA. I actually was drinking a little bit as my uh, pre beer, uh, so big fan, as we always are. It's, it's great. So, you know, I was uh, I was updating, and we've been working on uh, Ultra Dress, and, uh, <laughs> you know, Nick found it. It's been a, it's a cool little thing. We're excited about it. It'll get released here pretty soon. It's a new Tire Shine pad, uh, and we're looking forward to putting those out there, and I was working with him and putting on Tire Shine, and I, I remember a, a moment that I found to be very ironically funny, especially for where I'm at in life, but I had a moment where I got into some fights, in a sense, with a service provider, not directly, but the fight was through the customer to the other service provider. Now, most people, right, like they're going to service providers, especially if you're mobile, most people go, right, the first one, and I know that there's somebody that's going to take it, is landscaper, right, or it could be plumber, and there could be some of those. Here's one that I found to be really interesting, and it caused me to do some extra work. And most of you will go, well, yeah, you should have been doing that anyway. And I'll go, yeah, it is what it is, right? Mine was the housekeeper that would slip on tire shine that we had put on the tire while the tire was still in the garage. And you know how when you go down, you go and spray down that bottom part of the tire. And if you're using a solvent-based tire shine, then some of that, you'll get this like, right, that little... Press Absolutely. it and it comes around the bottom. Now, what you've got to do is, of course, if you're mobile, you shouldn't do that in somebody's garage. I learned my lesson. I was a very young mobile detailer. I learned my lesson because when the customer had left, there was still the tire shine on their epoxy floor. And I felt very bad, but the house cleaner slipped and fell on the tire shine. I couldn't believe it, right? I couldn't believe it. But they kept asking me that finally something happened and I had a big battle with the housekeeper who fell because tire shine on somebody's garage floor. now I learned my lesson I immediately then the rest of it and we have forever continued to back the car out and put the tire shine on the outside, uh, not in somebody's garage but that was a doozy for me. I'm getting into this beer I'm excited.
3: Well, uh, so I am drinking what basically whatever was left over in my cooler on the boat from the past weekend. Uh, weekend? What was Just it it the either. other
2: what? Day, yesterday you put a video out, weren't you? Wake surfing just yesterday night.
3: Uh, no, that was Monday or Monday. But uh, oh,
2: put it out yeah. late,
3: did you? Yeah, put it put it out a little late. So, uh, first beer was a Land Shark. Already finished that. Now we're to uh, Corona Extra. And uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I did not grab the bush light out of the cooler that was on the boat.
2: Cause there was plenty there. Nobody was drinking.
3: No, there, there were there were a few left. Not not plenty. Not plenty. It was uh, we had a lot of those over the weekend. But uh, yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Um, so I am fighting with the construction workers or whatever you want to you call them. They're out there working on like the water lines in our city um they're replacing a shit ton of them so they're out there with a a jackhammer on a skid steer just tearing up all the sidewalks right across right in front of my shop right across the street so got that dust and everything blowing on our nice clean cars and uh, then they're holding up traffic like right in front of my shop. So every time I come around that corner and go to shoot in, there's some guy standing there with a stop sign. Like, could you not stand down the road? So, yep, struggling with them guys. I'll tell you what.
4: Well,
0: I've got, uh, I guess, Old Faithful for me kind of lately, just Modelo. It's not going to show up because my background. Just regular old Modelo Especial. Um just kind of what I've been sipping on lately. Uh, Dustin, I had my fair share of Land Sharks in Atlanta uh, a couple of weeks ago at Formula Drift. Nissan was down there with Chris Forsberg. So that's um, one of the beers they had on, uh, on ice down there. So I had a bunch of those. Um For me, the service provider I've been kind of struggling with lately is pretty much any any contractor, um, and it's not that they show up and mess things up. It's just that they don't want to show up. They don't want to show up and quote. They don't no. want to. Co- they don't want to show up and quote things. They don't want to show up and do things. Whether it's you know having a, another circuit added in the garage or having my deck rebuilt, like just nobody wants to make any money. It's either that or nobody wants to mess with anything under a certain dollar amount, and so they just brush off all the small stuff. So. Thats kind of what's irking me like I would um.
5: <laughs> right now, I'm going with the po po <laughs> really
2: me too, Dax. buddy I
5: know'm I'm, try- I'm not trying to get it to your level, dustin, but no, but yeah I'm Dustin not-
2: did you did you really get pulled oh, over? Man. I was talking on the phone, did you really pulled over in your own parking lot?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, dude, legit uh so, but I didn't get a ticket for that one cause uh. I didn't, I didn't even get a warning. But yeah, I got pulled over 4 times in 1 month and this last time uh yeah, I got a glove box full of tickets right now.
5: Not good. So, uh, so yeah. So I I've, I've been bagged twice in the last 2 weeks and uh Man,
2: my fault,
5: but hmm. um so one was like rolling through a stop. I came out of the bushes basically gave me a warning on a one lane highway for 29 minutes. It finally opens up and there's a light right there turning yellow. I go through it, it turns red Like I just happen to look over, I see him, before he lights him up or even gets out. I'm already pulling over with my blinker. Already ready, I already knew. Um, So he said, you know what, you've been really good just got a warning for this and I can't let that go. Gave me a kind of hefty ticket there. Uh, but good Memorial Day, a lot of R&R. Sam, real simple, real easy, you know, nothing major.
1: That sounds fine, man. I didn't do anything on Memorial Day other than sleep and I got scammed by a scammer, but that's a story for oh, another day. Oh, that was, that's, that's, that's a story okay. for another day, we'll, we'll wait on that one. Cause that's a long story. Um, but I'm drinking Pasote Blanco, a fine tequila additive free, um, about 50 bucks a bottle and widely available. You guys should go get some. It is fantastic. Got it in a little rocks glass from Amazon here. Go get you a set of these for like 20 bucks, like four and a half, five ounces. It, it can't get better than this, man, honestly. Um, but I got serious beef with the landscapers that take care of our land, like or that take care of our uh, our grass and bushes and whatnot in front of our showroom. Here in Nashville, we've had the same company for a while. We've talked to them about this problem, you know, probably seventeen thousand times. Like almost every time they come in, every morning, you know, we park our cars out, we store them indoors the night before um, when they're fresh, clean, so they don't have to be wiped down in the morning. Keep them out. Uh, take them out in the morning, like eight a.m. when we get in. Customers show up throughout the day to take their car, and every now and then, these these guys will come in, these landscapers. Nope. We'd eat all around the, you know, the planners everywhere. And oh. they'll throw stuff all over these cars every time. Mm-hmm. Every time without fail. Trim the bushes, the clippings are on the car. Trim the glass, or trim the, the grass, the clippings are on the car. They don't tell us, but the customer does. Mm-hmm. And that's a shitty situation. Yeah. Kevin, you deal with that at Rivian? Uh, lucid. Sorry, my bad. Lucid. <laughs> yeah, that's cool.
5: That's cool. Um, yes. One they take all the parking, yeah. About a crew yes. of like two trailers, yes. too.
1: Absolutely, that <laughs> so, could not be more dead like, on.
5: And it's it's like on Monday. Yeah, cars are cool, but uh we get a little bit of like the kickback the bay door, nothing major, but the parking's the big deal for me, you know. What I mean, landscaper, yeah, that's always gonna be a beef with us guys.
4: Damn, well. For me, I'm right now, at least tonight, um, the brewery near me, Jersey Cyclo, celebrating their four years in business. Uh, so they came out with like a 10-year, 10% or sorry, 10%. Like, so I'm not going to be drinking this. It's called Lupinin Goddess. I don't know if you guys can see. Um, it's got like, you know, special oils and stuff. Everything's hand-prepared. It was a little expensive. It was like 20 bucks for a four-pack, but I'm drinking it slowly tonight. I ain't going to be chugging this tonight. It's, all, it's pretty. You can really taste the booze, but...
2: Well, we got to say community as, as much as we can then, huh? Oh. Community.
4: <laughs>
1: no, no, wait, no, no.
4: <laughs> I didn't get it. I was like, what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> um, now, as far as service providers, I'm going to lump a, a, a bunch of people into this. It's, It's the solar guys, it's the roofing guys, and it's the gutter guys that think you own the house and they want to come talk to you. While you're detailing, in my luck, I always got my headphones in. I get a tap, tap, tap on the shoulder. I always freak out. Like, Whoa! And The guy's like, "Oh, here!" And then I tell them, "Hey, I don't live here," but they don't care. They just start going in the spiel. And I'm like, "Bro, like, I'm working right now. I'm working at this customer's house. I you need you to leave me alone." And then there's another guy because they always come and pay. Or his little buddy will come over and I said, so "Your buddy just talked to me," and it just kind of disturbed me. Be, or, you know, sometimes it's the UPS guy. But the ones the cows have been going to have been the same couple houses. So now you guys know knows what I actually do with the cars. He leaves me alone.
2: All right. Well, we almost had another Derek internet problem like last week. Mm. <laughs> oh. We moved on through it. Uh, all right. Fun, fun little talk to get us get us started. And you know, as we get into the specialist group and things that have happening there, it's it's always fun to see how people venture over from. The podcast and go interact inside of the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook, which is the best way to interact. Now, I got a message earlier from somebody. Want to know if we had a chat group too? And I was like, I, I'm not sure what that is. Different than going into the Specialist Group, but apparently there's chats that even happen too. So, Derek, that might yeah. be something fun that uh, that gets Thank set you. up at some point. But definitely going into the Specialist Group if you want to learn about HyperClean, it is the way to go in and interact with other specialists using hyperclean products. Inside of the group, we get some different questions, which are fun to talk through. So Daniel, uh, who made his first order on Memorial Day, which was huge, and I mean, listen, the amount of newbies that ordered on Memorial Day weekend was was definitely a record. It was was awesome to see everybody that sent in and go, hey man, first time to order, thank you so much, and they are excited. So, uh, you know, that's fun to see Dale's post about the box, which I think we've we've loosely joked around before, and I I know I I posted inside of his response. Coming here into Memorial Day weekend, this is where it gets really interesting around UPS and the way UPS deals with boxes. But, you know, we did make a a change on a Vox vendor. We had some problems with the boxes, some splitting. Uh, (laughs) Glad he got all of his products. Fingers crossed. Right. So we have a system at HQ. We do the light smaller stuff first, and then as the week progresses, we send out the bigger bulky items because we know that UPS does better later in the holiday than at the very first of the holiday. So some of you that have ordered some big items coming out of Memorial Day and you know, hey, this is your first time or first couple of times, just realize we do spread out the orders a bit later in the week, if you got bigger bulky items, you'll get them uh, later, it's, it's all for safety and security. So, uh, Dale, uh, that was fun though. Thank you for posting that. Uh, next was a really interesting. Uh, I want to talk about your guys' process, and specifically, I know Derek, you you use Eco One. Chris uh, was asking, and this is a common question, right? Eco One, how do I use it? Do I use ounce? Do I use two ounces? What do I do, right? Like people still are curious about that, and will probably be. A, as we all know, it will always be a, a regular question. That would be fun to always keep coming back to because I love, and I've just put out recently a, a story of, of cleaning a car and, and the way I use Eco One. I'm more of an a traditional waterless guy. So it wasn't until Nick that I began to venture over into the rinseless side. I have always traditionally been an atypical waterless. Spray a car that's dry with Eco One, the 16 ounce, Use a microfiber towel like the uh, Versatile and go through and wash the car, right? That is waterless. Now there you would just go straight. You don't really want to cut your product. You don't really want to do anything. You want as much lubrication and cleaners out on the vehicle as possible. Now you get into the rinseless side, people begin to loot the product down into water, which water itself is a lubricator and it's a binder. So it, it does work. Derek, the, the thing that people always want to like, I put one ounce, right? Like, I'm not a major guy, like I, I just glug, 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 right? Like I kind of eyeball it. If I'm gonna make a rinseless bucket, so I first, I'm still gonna spray, I cleaned uh, cleaned our, our our Nissan West this, this past uh, Memorial Day weekend, I had a good little time to get out there and get it all cleaned up. And I go through and I'll spray out of the 16 ounce bottle direct, and then I'll pour a couple ounces, glug, 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 into a couple gallons of water that then I have the versatile sitting. So I use a blended with Eco One, which is what makes it so great. I'll pre-spray and then I'll use the traditional rinseless style. That's the way I do it because I wanna make sure I got enough lubrication cleaners out there. But Derek, do you specifically measure out your ounces?
4: Um, I don't go too crazy but I do have like one of those like little separator um, bottles we can kind of squeeze it to make an ounce and I'll put like two ounces in uh, you know my my main bucket of water so I'm I'm more like you where I'll have like a, a pump sprayer with my pre-soak and then I'll have a, a gallon or two of water with my um, uh, as my of my towels and stuff and like I was telling you, ninety percent of the time, that is how my truck gets washed. I don't really, if I don't have to break out the pressure washer and do a whole foam wash and stuff, I literally just this wash it. I even did it before the pub tonight. It was like a fifteen minute wash. My I was like, Are "You okay. washing that truck again?" And I'm like, "It's so easy." <laughs> you know, the only thing that I add on that's a little different is, um, I know there's like said there's slick in the formula. Is like I will still take slick and do a few sprays while they're still um, on the panel, so still, kind of like a drying aid, and then I'm wipe it off.
2: yeah yeah cool that that is a great a great suggestion and definitely using the twist dry towel when you're drying really definitely helps out whether that's orange crush or you know the big chug either one but using that technology really does help dry it and you I did it right out in the sun now you do it in the sun you got to go slow right And you got to do only one panel at a time and you got to get that dry right like I actually then intermixed a a mediator towel, right? After I washed it, then I used another towel that I would just go to get more lubrication and more back out on the surface before I tried it again because the sun was so hot. All right, so uh, Sean was working with Dose and Sean was curious, can he coat chrome? All right, well, absolutely you can coat chrome, definitely. Now there is some differences and this is where I think it would be interesting to get into is, hmm, not everybody understands what they're looking at they might all and i'm not saying this is sean but a lot of people when they look at their cars they go yeah that's chrome is it is it really chrome so Mm. what uh what metals dustin do you guys work with you know let's let's talk through because there's some different types of metals that people might think are chrome and they don't really understand so let's go around and let's talk about the different metals that we see
3: Yeah, So we work with a little bit of everything, Um, you know, some stainless uh, forged aluminum. You know, we could be polishing semi wheels, fuel tanks, uh, American forces, you know, all the way down to just the chrome plated stuff, you know, whether that's plastic or metal that's chrome plated play around with that too. Um, But uh, yeah, we, we don't code anything. That's like a, a forged, have much to bond to so uh, we stay away from that and just teach our customers how to maintain it with the you know a correct polish and uh you know cleaning their their wheels after they're polished with something like fuego um it does not strip the polish so perfectly safe there um what about you well, we'll get
2: into the process in here in a little bit yeah. we just want to see what different metals right like some different ones that maybe some people can come up with. Uh, Wes, I think you've got, you're, you're big on tips, right? Like exhaust tips is what people reach out to you on.
0: Yeah, I mean, pretty much for me, I'll, I'll coat anything that doesn't get extremely hot. Like if it's not like the, 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 the polished pipe towards the engine of a motorcycle. Um, if it's farther back, like on a car, exhaust tips or big, you know, polished uh, canisters, mufflers especially if they're double wall, they're not really going to get that hot and the you know it's going to it's going to adhere more to the the polished stuff. I won't coat things like extruded stainless pipes because for some reason it's almost like um you know that that surface isn't as smooth as a polished surface. So you'll get a whole lot of coating resin down in the grooves of that non-coated uh stainless pipe and it's almost like a big high spot. And sometimes I've had um, I've tested on personal cars and that's how I know, and I won't do it on uh, on other people's cars. Is when you do it on things that aren't uh, polished, like I said, it'll 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 be a thick layer of coating, a thick layer of resin. And when it gets hot, sometimes it can discolor it and turn it kind of a orangish brown. And uh, I just I stay away from that stuff. If it's good quality stainless, then it doesn't really need it anyway. But yeah, so things that don't get too hot, as long as they're Um, high polish and they're not bare aluminum because we know that aluminum will oxidize whether or not it has a coating on it so I stay away from aluminum that's about it
5: um really don't deal with a lot of chrome these days tell you the truth I you know wheels mainly are painted at this point you know what I mean Um, I've done like chrome wheels where I didn't have to do work it was just a quick like TRX job, nothing major, and they look great. Um, but I've I honestly I've I've redirected calls uh for like polishing to uh buffing queen because I know that's what like she would do. Like truck guys, I'm like, that's not my, you know, I know my lane, that's not it. Um, here you go, you know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of minor for me.
2: All right, Nick, let's check in and see what's on the menu, man. How's everything going with the food?
1: Yeah, definitely. I almost forgot who I was at the beginning there. I'm cooking with Nick, right? Um, A simple practice run of tacos. Again, you guys know me. I freaking love tacos because they're so dang easy, right? But I figured out something really cool the other day. If you take corn tortillas like in the packet, you know, of like 30 or whatever, and you just throw it on a cast iron skillet that is ripping hot. No oil, no nothing. Just raw, raw skillet, raw tortilla. Just get some heat Ooh. into it for a few minutes on each side. It gets this nice roasted flavor, and it kind of tenses up a little bit, and the texture gets much nicer. It, it's much more sturdy when it holds food. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to toast me some sor- some uh, corn tortillas in the skillet. I just grilled me some chicken here. Um very hot. Um, nice. Just came off the grill. Got guacamole. I picked up salsa and queso from a local Mexican restaurant, because I don't know how to make that, and my local restaurant has really good queso. You that's make your own guac? With some the things. Yeah, I did. How do you make your guac? Really, so it's avocados, of course, and then you season it like ground beef. Garlic, um, excuse me, garlic, salt, pepper, and a little bit of onion, just finely diced, and some lime juice, and that's it just mash no, it up no tomatoes in yours yeah, no tomatoes. I put a little bit of salsa but you can add diced tomatoes in it i'm not the biggest fan of it so i did not add any um but that's going to go on there too i got some mexican crema here it's not very it's, it's just sour Ooh. cream really
2: mm. wow. looking forward to it man i love avocados and making guacamole we do it a lot i actually you mentioned cast iron skillet this weekend i had to make a little road trip over to lowe's and get some stuff for the grill uh, Cause I was going to make, and I did make some sirloin burgers. So ground up some sirloin, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then made some burgers with mm-hmm. it. And I went, hmm. Where I was in the the grill section of Lowe's, it had a small little uh, griddle, right? And I went sold. I my last griddle I had taken to the lake, and and I'd gotten too much, you know, crap on it. Yeah. And cool. you go to rinse yeah, it off. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. So that griddle kind of got over to only a lake riddle. um uh i needed a new one i'm super excited made some really good sirloin burgers got a good sear on it and, mm, we're excited to do with what we're going to do on that Nice.
4: as far as uh with me when it comes to chrome i only really deal with the f-250s and f-350s where they have oh. like the chrome bumpers and most of the time it's um you know the the customer's like oh yeah i got these chrome bumpers and i'm looking at them going like i'm pretty sure these are just you know coated bumpers with plastic it's plastic it's not like actual chrome but um I usually just take a yeah. polish or something I'll put it like on a microfiber applicator and that usually cleans it up real good um I've only been asked to to, to do like older um Mustangs uh, for some reason older Mustangs that have like the like in the 80s ones that have like the the actual chrome around like the the, the windshield on them and uh, that guy, we just use regular old metal polish by hand, but I'm in no means, I, I try to stay away from metal polishing as much as possible. Um, I still get, I still get a lot of guys that will, they'll get the aftermarket rims and like the first question I ask them, like, are they coated rims or are they aluminum? And they, if they tell me they don't know, I go, well, before I work on them, you got to find out, like I'm not touching yeah. them until you figure it out. And then they'll sit there on their phone and then like the website doesn't say anything and I'm like, well, call them up and find out because I'm not trying to mess these up. So but uh, the only other th- stuff I've done is just like hand polishing some uh, old tires that are on like a 69 to Belvedere. And those things were like just hours and hours of black, just hands going. Not fun, but they look good when they're done.
2: So, you know, the, the part I think people get confused on, we talked about chrome and bumpers and wheels and all that, but. I think there's a part of the vehicle that people get confused of chrome and soft metals right so a soft metal that some people could get confused on when we're talking about wheels wes i know you mentioned it is aluminum right polished aluminum and aluminum there's a way to tell the difference on what you're working with there based on just using a a a wheel polish and aluminum polish and depending on which color it changes on your towel you'll know which you're doing a coated aluminum or a non-coated but How do you know, though, between, because I think there's a lot of people that are gonna look at a car, they're gonna think that they know that they're working with Chrome. However, right, for instance, I was talking earlier with Nick on the way home, Nick Walters, and I was behind, Wes, a a Ultima. Underneath the big Nissan logo in the back is a giant strip of shiny metal. The average person is going to go, yeah, that's chrome. So <laughs> let's, this is just a, a little handful tip. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to know if they have chrome or what is it? If it's not chrome, what is it? It's a plastic with chrome
0: plating. Yeah, it's, chrome it's, plating. It's, it's just a reflective paint. It's really not even metal. It so might have some metal light. particular in it. It's literally sprayed
2: on chrome paint. Those get damaged a lot. Or I know specifically at, at there's a, a dealership here, Cooper that does Mercedes and Porsches and all those. And they were, this is, you know, as those of you inside a dealership world or even inside of regular, I've, I've heard this happen at regular detail shops too. They'll take their engine degreaser And they'll just start waving it and spraying it around. And if I need to throw it over here, I can throw it over here. What happens on those soft metals, especially a Mercedes trim piece or a Nissan trim piece around, some of these that are just plastic Mm. with some reflective, what happens? They get burned. You get stains. You get little marks. You get little spots. This is a common place that people think they're working with chrome, but they aren't. If you want to know if you're working with chrome, the tip, the little trick is just to get a magnet. If the magnet sticks, it's chrome. If it doesn't stick, what is it? Plastic. Plated. Yeah, plated. So easy way to go through and kind of test real quick so you know what you're working with if you have to work on something that you're not really sure. Now, the opposite way is to go, Hey, it doesn't really matter what the chrome is or what the metal is or what the plastic is if I'm using the right process. What is your guy's process for cleaning? I, I think it, it, it's easy to say. I, I had a, a guy, uh, Wes, I know you'll appreciate this. I had a neighbor who's got chrome tips that he was complaining to me that uh, the place that he was going to to get his car cleaned They weren't getting it all the way out. And we realized they were just using a cheap cleaner. They weren't using Fuego. Fuego at a 6.5 on a a level of, you know, if you got acids to, you know, the high pHs, we're right in the middle. It's a completely safe on, doesn't matter if it's chrome, if it's plated, whatever. Bug, completely safe. You can spray bug. Wes, I think that's your your big one, right? You (laughs) love bug on chrome, don't you?
0: Yeah. So I just stumbled uh, across this one day. So I was, I was cleaning the Z, the car behind me and, um, I had blown through a bunch of bugs. So I'm taking a walk around the front of the car, soaking everything in bug. And I just continue to walk around the sides and, you know, I'm, I'm just, I just keep spraying it. Cause like all the hyper clean stuff, they're, they're towards the middle of the pH scale. So nothing, nothing, even TRX, nothing's really Hot. It's all chemistry. It's not, you know, cheap heat of chemical. Um, so I walk around the side of the car and it's melting all the junk off of the side of the car. Um, it's coated in tray, so that kind of helps a little bit, but it's just melting all this stuff. So I go around to the back of it and this car doesn't have cats on it. And when I drive it, I drive a little bit hard. So it gets some yellow exhaust, sticky, oily film on the back of the car and I spray it on the bumper and it's just melting that yellow orange stuff off of the bumper so I was like well screw it so I laid down on the ground and I just sprayed it all over the exhaust and it melted all of that exhaust film off I don't know I, I don't know if it's the enzyme in it that eats bugs if it also eats you know oil and, and stuff like that but like I said it's towards the middle of the pH scale it's safe it's not gonna hurt anything if you need a little bit of elbow grease and it's actual metal like an exhaust and it's you know polished or even not polished if you take some you know quad dot four zero on the package steel wool with some bug or some TRX and just give it a little scrubby scrub it'll you know it'll it'll get that carbon or old stuff off of there. So yeah I mean bug that. bug and TRX are huge for cleaning well, uh shiny TRX, exhaust yeah.
2: Absolutely. TRX is big. Dustin loves TRX working with motorcycles, right? So oh, yeah. you've got, you've got yeah. all different types of things on a motorcycle. You've got to worry about the metal. You've got to worry about the plastic. Uh, what's your process for TRX and a motorcycle?
3: Yeah. So uh, depending on, on how, how filthy it is, how long the mud's been on there. Um, I generally like five to one in a spray bottle. Um, so We'll knock the mud, the dirt off there with a pressure washer, and then I'll uh, spray it down and walk away for three minutes or so. And when you have that dilution, it's safe. You don't have to worry about keeping the keeping the surface completely wet. Of course, you don't want to bake it in the sun, but if it dries on there, uh, it's not going to cause an issue. On, uh, you know, on dirt bikes especially, we've got a lot of anodized parts. Uh, especially KTM, Husqvarna, gas, gas Uh, the hubs are anodized, um, sometimes chrome plated, and then uh, we have fork tubes; those are anodized too. Um, triple clamps, all the different stuff. Um, you know, you got uh, most bikes come with uh, black wheels nowadays. That's another thing I've seen uh, time and time again. People use other degreasers that you can buy right off the shelf. Well, it gets on there. It's a harmful degreaser, very caustic, and it'll leave etch marks in, in the Ooh. in the finish. So, and we and we don't like that. We want nice, pretty bikes. Um, so, like I said, if you use that dilution ratio, it's a okay. Don't have to worry about it. Um, I've got a lot of customers that really like TRX and a foam cannon for their off-road toys. So they'll throw some of that in there and uh, blast around it.
2: Completely safe also, right? They won't even dilute it. You said they love it so much. They'll just put it in straight. So it's not really even that dilution that is safe. It's the product itself is safe. It's the surfactants and Wes, what you're talking about heat, it's the, the low caustic caustic inside of chemicals is what generates heat
0: that's so, an yeah. excellent point on the anodized stuff too i've ruined absolutely of, uh, rotor hats with some i was sitting here like oh my god uh, me
2: too yeah. that one viper
0: that one time idiot <laughs> <laughs>
2: well all right so there's funny things people guys do with cars right nick uh walters talks about the the different especially in vegas you can imagine what all you find there but It's also the the license plates or the different stickers people put on or the, you know, the uh, (laughs) inside the sticker family. Then there's the dinosaur eating the family, right? Like people love to do all kinds of things, whether it's lights and they put the little headlight uh, eyelashes on a beetle bug. Everybody likes to do fun little things. I know you. Yeah. Or Jeeps, right? Jeeps (laughs) guys do that. And the the Mm. angry Jeep face is always funny. Uh, Bumper stickers, you can't ever, you can't top bumper stickers. Listen, uh, Nick Walter sent me a bumper sticker the other day and I was literally, I geeked out so much, I had a blast. He didn't know what half of them were and it was all these eighties and nineties like old logos of like He-Man and then there were Star Wars and there was all this different stuff inside of this guy had literally made this even line and they were all the same color, they were all matte and they were all lined up on the back of his bumper. It was, it was beautiful. It was like an artwork. And it's like, and those people do some really funny things around their car life. I bet you guys have seen quite a few of them.
3: Oh, yeah, you know that. Um, that guy, my favorite is the is the, the Cummins owners with the giant C in the back glass. <laughs> it kills me, man. Gotta oh. gotta let everybody know it's got Cummins in it. So uh, there's a sticker floating around out there and it's the, it's the C, the Cummins C. And then it says, nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) It is hilarious. So uh, I may be a Dodge truck guy. I do drive a Cummins, but uh, I do not have the giant C in my back glass. Not one of those guys.
0: We can move on to Corvette guy. Um, you know, if you're listening and you have a Corvette, we're not talking about you. We're talking about the cartoon that we all know is Corvette guy. And if you have a Corvette, you know, Corvette guy, you might not be Corvette guy, but you know, Corvette guy. So recently, um, I'm in another, uh, you know, kind of a car nut group and somebody posts a photo of a, of a 60th anniversary, uh, Corvette at a car show. And it's, it's red, convertible, it's pretty. Um, I think it's the Grand Sport. Um, but anyway, um, it, it's, it's one of two things here. Um, so the guy, he has a sign in front of the car, like Corvette guy does, at car shows, because he needs to tell you everything about the car. You can't just look at it. He's got to tell you that this car actually makes 341 horsepower or whatever. But um, so on this sign... It says, original paint, never waxed. Mm -hmm. There's kind of a lot in here. This is a 60th anniversary, so that means it's a 2013. This car is 10 years old,
1: and it has original
0: paint. That's amazing. This thing is a 13, too. It's got original paint. I don't care, Um, but uh, it's kind of- This thing,
2: what you mean is, people that are listening don't know what you mean, this thing. You're pointing to your Z. Yeah, I'm a
0: 2013 Nismo 370Z. Um, so it also has 10-year-old paint, and nobody cares that it has 10-year-old paint. But anyway, it says never waxed. And being Corvette guy, he probably interchanges the word wax and polish. So what I think he means is that it's never been corrected which is great. That means you've been washing it correctly and taking care of it and it still looks fantastic, but it looks funny because it says it's never been waxed, which is an odd thing to claim. So, you know, that's one thing. And if you want to go down the Nick rabbit hole a little bit, he also says that it's super duper rare because it's one of 160. And th- I think he's inflating that mean- meaning that it is one of 160 that were red and convertible and has the cassette tape deck option or something i don't know like you know there was there was 3000 of these cars made behind me this z behind me there was 3000 of them made between 09 and 14 mine's number 403 out of the 2013 so if i wanted to say oh this is one out of 58 because it's white it's a 2013 and it has the bose option but it does not have the backup camera option it might be one out of 53 which makes it super duper rare. But in reality, there's three. You better make
2: horsepower. a sign for it. You better make a sign for yeah, it. Yeah.
0: And it makes 335 horsepower. And I need everybody to know that. So I'll he, put the dyno graph on the
2: sign too. Nissan Z guy. Sincerely yours. I'm Z guy. Um, I, Wes, uh, do you think, I, I, Kevin, I apologize, but Wes, do you think that that, that sign guy and that, that guy that always wants it, you think that was a generational thing? Because I don't see the younger car guys doing that.
0: I have a younger car friend that does do that. I think he picked it up from older generations. Yeah. Like I think it, I think it comes from a good place, right? You love your car, you love, you know, as you call it, car life. You really love this thing. But you want everybody else to love it like you love it. And you want everybody to know everything that you know about it. And, you know, you just, it's just ex, it's extreme want to share the car, which is a good thing. It's a good thing that you love it and you enjoy it. But it's kind of funny when you post, uh, you know, all these facts about the car in front of it. You know, and it, it, some of those facts might not be facts.
3: But, mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, so it's, yeah, I, I do think you see a lot of that um, more in older
2: generation. For, he was going for the People's Choice Award is what he was going for maybe yeah
3: Yeah, but wait a minute i
0: drive
3: it but here's what i think about sign guy you have you ever seen a hot rod guy guy. that actually built his car and his garage put a dumbass sign up no it's always the corvette guy that probably doesn't do any of his own work other than wash it that puts all this dumb shit out there on the (laughs) sign and thinks that he's got the greatest thing that god's ever gifted to earth and it's a $30,000 Corvette.
2: But he's worked most of his life. It's been his, not, not a dream, but it's been his thing, right? Like, it's that's what he's always wanted. And that's what is cool about being in a Corvette group, is how many of them are like, okay. my dream finally came true. It really was a dream.
3: Okay, but why, do, a Corvette. why what's up with the ego, though? What gives them such this...
2: Because they're so but, proud of it that they want you to know. And we're at a car show. So I got to tell you, because we're showing that's the, I think yeah. that's ultimately a big thing of me and car shows. I don't like going to them because I don't want people to tell me about the car. I just want to, look well, at a, it.
3: I want to hear about mm-hmm. the car. I just don't want every time you talk to a Corvette owner in my experience, car shows or not, it's my stuff is better than yours. And you can only dream of owning something like this. And that's what gives us (laughs) the bad taste about Corvette guy.
5: Mm -hmm. Versus
3: Um, the the dude that built his classic hot rod that is absolutely beautiful from bumper to bumper. He'll sit there and talk to you about it, have a conversation with you. He's down to earth. And you can pick his brain and have a great time. Versus Corvette guy, it's just a shit show.
0: I do I'm think you, you can be. I was just gonna say I do think you can be sign guy without being ego guy, but I don't think you can be ego guy without being sign guy too.
5: <laughs> <laughs> ego guy, sign guy. That is um, accurate. So all I'm saying is life, I
3: miss Good Guys Garage.
5: Um. So car life, it, it ain't. It's not a bad thing. I think I. I think it's just funny. You ever see the uh the baby up in this bitch but it's carlos from the hangover yeah <laughs> the
1: so it's like I a, a baby
5: on board type of, of sticker but it says baby up in this bitch and it's like carlos yes. from the hangover i've awesome. seen
3: so it today
5: see so every time i see that i just laugh i just think that's funny
2: that is funny i haven't seen it dustin what when you oh. saw it what went through your mind i i
3: White trash man, <laughs> that is exactly what no, no. every time I see baby up in this bitch or hella kids up. I see one that said hella that kids one. up in this bitch, and I'm like, that is the most white trash thing <laughs> <laughs> that I can imagine you well, can slap on the back of your one car.
2: Fall out. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know if you see one fall out. That's a good one. Yeah. Dustin, what <laughs> music were they playing while they were rolling down with that?
3: Oh, God. Don't even give me I don't mm-hmm, even know. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right.
1: What let's check in on. on those tacos cooking with Nick. I'm assembling the last one right now. So I'll, I'll keep talking about car life stuff while I'm assembling this last one. I should be done by the time I'm done with that. Um, okay. So for all you listeners out there, I really hope you guys know who a a guy named whistling diesel is on youtube um he's a man i don't even know where to start like describing this dude he's just insane but he lives relatively near me um in middle tennessee and he he does like these durability tests on cars um like recently he had a model 3 in um and he put it on like what 72 inch wheels like wagon wheels and suspended it upside down and then drove on it. And then he bought a tank like a few weeks later and you see videos of him like driving on public roads with a tank and then like police officers pull up behind him. Cause there's a tank on the road. Um, but he's a big name in the car scene around here. And it's just causing a lot of um, let's just say he's getting noticed and I love it. I, it, it's the most chaotic in the most beautiful way ever. Like there's so much destruction it. to it. You, there's signs all over his property that say if you enter, you're gonna get shot, and you will get shot. I guarantee it. Like, that's I'm just not how going he there. Is. I'm not yeah. going there. All
2: right, yeah, what's those tacos looking, looking like? At.
1: All right, sneak peek here. Yes, sir. Nice. got the avocados, posted, okay. and the white sauce.
2: Posted. Beautiful. It's underscore grooms. They can go check out the photos and see what it looks like. You'll put the recipe I think is something you've started to do is describe yeah. out how you made them and what you do. And so people can go check that out or you put it also into the clone Specialist Group and they can go there and, and read about how to make those tacos also. Love Absolutely.
4: It. So not hundred. I 100% blame YouTube on this but I'm getting a lot of people coming in, and I guess for some reason there is now a difference between car soap and car shampoo.
1: There's oh, got to no. be a
4: difference. There's got to be a difference. So we had back to back two guys come in, and they, you know, the guy I can tell you can tell right away they're DIY people. They're not detailers. They're DIY people. Picks up a can, and he goes, "Oh, got this car soap," and then he goes, "You know, what's the real difference between car wash?" and car shampoo, there's gotta be a difference. And I'm looking at this guy going like, no bro, they're all soaps. And he, what I think he actually meant was like some of the, you know how some of the soaps now they have thinner consistency, kind of like how, if you have cleanse versus like um, foam wash. But it, I don't know. just, I think people are getting so hyper-focused on these damn videos that I'm just literally like, I wanna, I wanna grab the guy and be like, bro, just go out and wash your car. Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, just go out and wash your car.
2: Is it the videos or is it the word shampoo? Like. When the word shampoo came out, I mean, it's it's got to be, let's say, we're 23. It's got to be about 10 years, right?
4: Yeah,
2: It's got to be about 10 years it came out. I will admit, and I have no problem admitting, when I first saw car shampoo, I went, well, what's that? It didn't mm. make sense to me. All I knew was car soap,
5: yeah.
2: right? Like the words. When I heard car shampoo, I go, oh, what's that? Interesting. Is it different than car soap? And then very quickly I realized it wasn't. And I went, nicely done. Great job on marketing, right? Like you just changed up the name a little bit that made me curious about what this is. And I go, oh,
5: okay. I like it.
2: Great job.
4: And that is, that's exactly what I said to the guy. I'm like, bro, it's all, it's all marketing. It's all marketing. I mean, they got to spice it up because at the end of the day, we're just using soaps here to wash our car. Um, I honestly think it might've been, uh, we're talking about McGuire's like gold class. Cause at one point it said like it had conditioners in it that would condition the paint too. So now you add in shampoo and conditioner. And I'm like, what well, am I taking a bath? <laughs> I'm label, label. It's like I was reading the other day. My dad still has some. And I'm like, shampoo and conditioner? I was like, oh, man, the conditioner ain't. Like, and you're looking at it going like, it's just soap. But it's back-to-back people. All then today I had two guys come in today. They were new details, getting ready to start a company. And that was like their thing. Like, we're looking for a car shampoo, not a, not a car wash. And I'm like, bro, stop, no. All
2: right. So this will be a fun one because, you know, I – Cooking with Nick sent me a message and we were talking back and forth this week about power washers, the different types of power washers, belt driven, direct, you know, there's a bunch of different ways that you can build mm-hmm. out a power washer, which, which is the best and, and that type of deal. And I've, I've worked, you know, from inside of the car wash to to setting up, you know, dealerships, I've handled quite a few power washers. I'm not a geek on them. I can't tell you exact part numbers, but I can kind of tell you the best ways to go about setting up a power washer and what you should look for or a company that you should probably, you know, try and direct yourself towards. Well, he was having a problem because his backup power washer went down. And the question Mm. becomes then, us detailers, what type of backups should we have? And this will be a fun Quick little thing, just throw out, it'll it be a quick and we'll get right into the tab out question. But for me, and this is one that I did, and this was, I think I found this one early. My earliest thing to realize I needed a backup on. So could be the top two, you know, what is it the top things that you guys want to uh, make sure that people always have a backup on? Listen, my number one, absolute number one, is you absolutely better have backup sprayers. Ah, you you took it from me. Yeah, you took
4: mine too, I was gonna say.
2: (laughs) You guys have to pick out different ones, right? I got
4: got another good one. But you
2: know, right? the first thing that you need a backup on when you go to squeeze a trigger and it doesn't spray and you keep spraying because you don't have another trigger that is one of the most annoying things that you'll ever do and when it comes to glass cleaner or like a an interior cleaner, godly just imagine a wheel cleaner. i mean you could go down the list and if your sprayer isn't working now we've all tried to change out sprayers and maybe i can use okay, if I use this, then maybe I will transfer of this or maybe I can rinse this out. But boy, you get into a finishing spray like Slick or a glass cleaner, you better not be trading those out for anything because you start mixing different chemicals inside of that sprayer. And ooh, you can run into a tough one. Now, the number two, listen, it's been said multiple times, you gotta have a backup bottle of coating. You have to. And it's not just in case you drop it. It's, you you should be selling. And you should be selling every day and you should always have plenty in your reserve. Like it's, that's what a good salesman will do. A good salesman will always have plenty of stuff that he's gonna sell. He never wants to run out. So few detailers think of themselves as salesmen. Salesmen always keep plenty of stuff on them. They keep plenty of you know ammunition in their chamber and they're always ready for offense. So I would say the number two is make sure you keep extra bottles of hyperclean coating so that you know, and this is this is the other point for those of you that go, I can't afford to. Mm. Mm, right. There's some of us that would look at you and go, to get where you really need to be, you can't afford not to. You really need to have the extra to push yourself. Maybe it is, right? Some of you are going, there's no way I could do that. Some of you are going, well, absolutely, right? Those of you that are going, absolutely, you go, there was a point that you had to get to. Those of you that go, I'm not there yet. There's a point that you're going to need to get to of where you keep extra coatings on hand, because what that will also do is make you sell more. It will push you to achieve ultimately what you want. You want more. A great way to push yourself is to keep extra coatings. That way you're always out talking because you know you've got to get it out.
4: Marty, Marty what I was gonna say real quick is uh, every time I buy the 100 ml bottle, I will try to make sure I sell that coating. So yeah, it seems exactly. it, like I said, before we even talked about it, like I'd buy the hundred mil, like tray or CC one Oh five at the time. And it would always be a crazy, mm. week. I always had coating on me at the time. It's like, and it was literally like boom, boom, boom. And I just got the hundred mil of dose and I'm like, man, I got it. But I know i got plenty of coating and I got another little bottle just in case.
3: Yeah. It's fun. It's funny. You mentioned that. I remember uh, back when I first started using hyper clean coatings, I, I bought a hundred mil of, you know, whatever it was. And I'm like, man, this, this bottle is going to last me a long time. And and it did. (laughs) And then now I, you know, now I've got a cabinet where I've got, you know, sometimes I've got, you know, 500 mils of each of the coatings on top of 50 mils for our inventory and and stuff like that. Well now I've got a customer that buys hundred mils of tray from us and then we're using it too. So, um, I'm like, oh, yeah. There, one of my guys will ask me, hey, do we have another uh, 100 mil of this? Yeah, we got it in there. And he's like, Mm-mm. <laughs> we're breaking into oh, 50s. I'm like, no, it used, to, it used to last so long. Like, and now I'm like, oh, it, it's here today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> like, we burned thing. through two bottles of Sparta. It's like, where did it go? But I mean, you know, we were shot. just, I guess we're turning and burning, but, uh, and then we've dropped it. We're turning few...
2: and burning. You looked at your, uh, your weekly income and you started going, now I know where it went.
3: Yeah. And then you see it all go, you know, all, it all, it go all goes to what? The like, boat.
2: Go? Is that where it went? It went to the boat and all your <laughs> no. wake skating and all that. Is that where it went? fuel prices. Is that where it went?
3: Yeah, it definitely in fuel prices. My goodness. We we probably spent 200 bucks this weekend. It was, uh, it was Ooh. rough, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm going with, especially if you're a mobile guy, you need to have a backup pressure washer. Um, oh, yeah. We don't do a whole lot of mobile anymore, but, you know, we do a couple RVs a month, few boats that we need the mobile set up for. Um, we have a Ryobi at the shop, and they go out very often. Home Depot, in <laughs> fact, uh, stopped warranting them for us. <laughs> um, but we also have the old faithful, the Honda with the, the triplex pump that thing is indestructible it actually it was leaking oil last year so it sat out back outside of our shop all winter long and i went out there and i changed the oil in it and daggone it it fired right up no leaks (laughs) nothing i'm like this thing definitely froze (laughs) over the winter time like i was prepared to buy a new one No, no way. Put the the (laughs) skid back together, buddy. She's done pumped a thousand gallons this season. No problem. And uh yeah. So definitely have you you won. Yeah, a backup pressure washer, man. Gotta have it. Gotta have it.
0: So my thought process on this was what can I not do? What can I not improvise if I don't have a second one of these things? And that would have to be a polisher first because I'm not gonna hand polish the car. Um, and I, I'll, I'll throw my number two out there um, kind of as a little alternate. It's not a spare, but let's say you don't have a spare pressure washer, at least have like a, a hose sprayer. Because if you don't have one of those and your pressure washer goes out, then you just have thumb, I yeah. guess. You just have a hose that you can't turn off and you can't just wash it like old school with a hose or whatever uh, I know what
4: you're talking about. you can't do yep. that
0: and uh, yeah uh, props for Marty on the coating thing because if you break a bottle you're not gonna you can't just keep the car you can't I mean you're gonna have to have them come back and repolish stuff and redo it and uh, yeah. and and on that note like some something somebody said to me one time that stuck I don't remember who said it and this 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 goes for coating too but the best ability is availability. So yeah. you, if somebody mm-hmm. wants it done fast and you got time but you don't have the coding, then you can't do it. So,
5: right. Yeah. Um, I'm going my my first backup. It's pretty minor, but it's needed. I would say the long extension on your oh, vacuum.
2: Oh, the extra extension cord. Oh, crevice, oh tool. crevice tool. Oh, crevice tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh,
5: mm-hmm. I've had those like snap on me.
2: I don't know. Um, Good one. I didn't think of that, but you're right. I've gotten into it. I can remember once you said that immediately, it stuck in my head. There was a moment where I didn't have my crevice tool, how hard it is to get in between those seats under the seat around. I used to use, I mean, heavily use that crevice tool even inside of when I'm working at the dash area and and, you know, the gear shifter and around there, a lot of times I would pull back some areas and just, kind of suck it out with uh, the vacuum instead of trying to use a brush.
5: Um, Two, I would just say, um, APC, keep it real simple. Always have extra APC.
2: Cool, cool. Who
1: is going to say,
2: keep extra beer?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that at work, bro. Oh, yeah. Keep extra tequila because this is extra vodka because you know, they can't smell it. Right. Um, so the story was, you know, going off the pressure washer thing. Yes, what, yesterday? Day before yesterday, at like 4 p.m., you had an hour left in the day. Um, got a message. Pressure washer's down. Oh, backup doesn't work either. We unplugged the backup knowing it had worked a few months ago. Well, turns out that wasn't accurate. It was broken too. So I don't know exactly what failed in the pressure washers, but they've been running for several hundred, if not several thousand hours. They run for multiple hours every day. Um, So they failed and we're left with, oh crap, we got to go to Home Depot and get that um, quick Split Special, the Ryobi um, from Home Depot. The 3,000 PSI, one GPM, you know, free, <laughs> you know special. Gotta
5: love, it.
1: Gotta love and it. it. And we made it work for a day, so in, that morning I, I came in like an hour and a half early, got on our, our ordering website, because we can only order from a certain few places, um, and I ordered two um, AR Blue 630s. Nice industrial units, Triplex pumps, two uh, two GPM, said 1,900 psi. It's not accurate. Um, you know what I mean. But they came in today, got them shipped quick, set them up, works nice. Um, does what we need to do, and now I've got five pressure washers sitting around total. I'm gonna get two repaired, and one is our backup. Um, I ordered, you know, two how two big of minutes. this is so funny. I'm so
2: glad you said that. Like it is true, Derek. I also was like, hold on there, man. You're 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 about to step on some toes here. However, Dustin knows cooking with Nick knows there is a difference. You cannot deny there is a difference between that gallons per minute on oh, yeah. a full industrial unit and then the Ryobi. Like oh, oh, I've man. never really been concerned about the PSI. That's not Same. what's gonna cause a damage. It's the gallons per minute. It's how much yes. water is actually flowing out that will right. also with the PSI cause damage or allow you to clean faster. Let's get real. That's that's what we're really wanting. Yes, so exactly. can, I, yes. can I clean faster with higher G? Yes, you can. You move down to that Ryobi, it is almost like, is this enough? And <laughs> it is. It, yeah, definitely. It's enough.
1: Like, you go. Have seen the bone okay. cannon with it, that thing, man. It was
2: depressing. It, it's enough. It works. It's enough. It, right? It works. That's it works. True. But that's the so cool. that, Derek, that's as far as you can give it, though, right? It yeah. really is. Like, if we're real and if we're transparent, the Ryobi and that little electric, it. Works,
5: works,
2: it works, yeah. It works, and you can get it's, by. But it's not a really, it works, it's a it works,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works, you know. It's, 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 it's water. water comes out of the holes, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I ended up uh getting the active. And even that's, you know, 1900, but it's two, two gallons a minute. And even it's that, so I'm like, holy. And even like Dale comment. I posted a video in the specials group. And Dale's like, man, you're the water f- uh, soap's flying off the panels. And I'm like, yeah, it's the two gallons a minute. I do notice a difference. I had to use it the other day. And I'm like, my Ryobi. Yeah. And I'm like, I used to use this on a daily basis. like, <laughs> but, yeah, but, I have know, out. but they're not bad. But as far as the most, the, the, for me, everyone took all the backups that I was going to say. Right. Well, hold
2: on just a second, Derek, because Wes wanted to say about pressure washer. I think you said you had a, I am curious about this. You're you're mostly do a lot of, especially with your Z, it's there in your own driveway. So what is power washing? What is your answer? How do you handle it? How do
0: I handle not having a, a backup pressure washer?
2: No. What power washer, I'll ask that better, what power washer do you use? What's your take on the GSM and the uh, PSI?
0: Well, if you think of it this way, like if you think of it out in the street, it's the the same pressure between your garden hose and a fire hydrant. Completely like those are the same pressure, unless you have a regulator at your meter, which most people don't. Usually our hose is street pressure. So your garden hose, and the fire hydrant out there has the same pressure. The difference is the amount of water it's throwing at the surface at that pressure. So that's how you can visualize GPM, gallons per minute. You're gonna mm. get hurt with the fire hydrant. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I, have, I have the, the comet uh, comet static, whatever mm. it is. It's like 2.0 or 2.1 gallons a minute
4: that's where um,
0: it's bro. nice i mean it comes with a bracket you can you can mount it on studs on the wall in the garage so that's what i use yeah you know, two is two is plenty it's nothing like four or five like a gas but then again with gas you're throwing you know three thousand psi at 5 gpm mm-hmm. at car paint which you just, it's fine as long as you keep it back and you don't get too close it's and fine. blow the off of it and stuff. So,
2: or yeah. like Dustin sent it's to real the real group real chat, real. which we were talking about earlier, is these soft metals or this plastic that has this plated metal on top, or as you're saying, it isn't even metal, it's just reflective paint. paint. You start getting too much of pressure going on those. It'll blow when- it right off. Blow it right off. You start yeah. getting a lot of debris issues and things like that. If that water
4: gets
0: up under a chip in that chrome, chrome plastic stuff, mm-hmm. it'll just peel it off like saran wrap.
4: Ooh. that scares me. Where's my face hurt?
2: Yeah. All right, Derek, I cut you off.
4: No, you're good. Uh, what I was gonna, say, a lot of people took what uh what I was gonna say, but for me, having a rinseless wash, just in a bottle, ready to go, oh, at okay. any time. Because there have been situations, and I'm, I'll, I'll be the first person to admit, I've shown up to a person's house, had my pressure washer, reach for my hose, and guess what was not there? The pressure washing hose was not there, but I had a regular, my garden hose hookup, and I'm just like, you know what? So then I just said, you know, guess we rinse was washing today. So that will always stay in my setup. I always keep it in there. I don't use it all the time, but the situations that it, it has saved my ass have been the best.
0: A good wristless is like a Swiss Army knife. You can do a lot of stuff with so it. Much so much
4: I use, I was telling Mar, I use Zika one for detail spray, clay lube, uh, interior wipe down, like everything. It's a, it's a, such a good product.
2: Glass cleaner. Totally. All right. Guys, I'm diving into a beer that I'm just having to finish. I'll go ahead and admit hasn't been the best beer I've I've had, and I'm, I'm not excited about it. But I've got to drink it because it's time for the tab out question. And I like no.
4: Oh, hey, yo.
2: Unfortunately. Do that. Is it the experimental? Golden Road Brewing starts off really great. We love Golden Road Brewing. We love Golden Road Brewing Mango Cart.
0: Mm. Me too. So good, gas,
2: right? you very get into good. all those different stuff that they have inside a mango cart, until you get to spicy mango cart. Oh,
4: nah. oh.
1: oh.
0: oh. I don't understand spicy cold drinks.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't, I don't know. It. Nasty. Those spicy beer, beers. There's like, a, oh.
2: there's a small, very small niche of people in beer that like spicy in their beer. There's people that will make habaneros, they'll make jalapenos, like Golden Road, mango cart, super fruity, great to drink. And you get that for about half a second. And then you get bombarded with this giant avalanche of spice that is unneeded. And it's not a clear, clean spice, so it's just a bunch of craziness, and it's terrible. So... Great conversation, guys, but uh, I've got to finish because I promised that I would drink all these, and I promised that I would drink them, but I knew that I would drink them after i drink drinking three or four other beers, so mm-hmm. I'm going to chug this down, and let's get to the tab out question.
4: Marty, if it makes it to the sink, I'm not going to blame you. Like, oh, not good. It's, so, it's
2: great for about half a second.
4: Yeah, oh,
2: God. <laughs> oh, <boy>. um, <laughs>
4: Yeah. So, so tonight's tab out question, guys. I'm gonna be posting this in the Hyperclean Specialist group as well. And uh, next, starting next week, Marty and Nick are gonna be picking the winner to get a free pint glass. So,
2: because we decided Alaska. not to, yeah. yeah. We, Alaska. you know, hey, yeah. we like to think through things, and then we go shit. We said well, we were gonna do it on Monday, and then it was Labor Day or Memorial yeah. Day. It was like, damn it, like yeah. So. On Monday, this next Monday, we'll do two. We'll double them up. We'll, Ooh, nice. we'll award the winner from last week and then we'll award the winner for this week.
4: Perfect. After the pub tonight, I will definitely post, don't worry. But so for tonight's question, is there a car that you would detail for free? And what is that car and why would you why would you detail it for free?
2: I detail a lot of cars for free. Over the years, I've detailed a ton. Um, So it's not for me, it's not a car. That's more of whose car. And and if I take care of their car, what will get out of both of us? What will be the win-win for both of us, right? Can I get to test some stuff? Can I get to test some things? Can I get to do some stuff? Because there's not... There's not the. I don't want to say pressure is the wrong word, but when there's an exchange of money, there's expectations. If I take somebody's car for free. There's no expectations. I can literally at the end of it go, yeah, I did this, this and I. That's all I did. There's nothing that they can say. So I have somebody and that's the way I've done with different places wherever I've been, whether it's at the car wash. we did a ton of free stuff for people that we were networking with that made win-wins for both of us Uh, in mobile detailing, as well as in now, one of the big things now that uh, there's local neighbors that I've just over the past, while we've been at this location now, two years, the other one was six years for the past two years, different neighbors. I've just cleaned their cars. Just is, you know what happened out of it? I can't tell you. What's really cool is what you will start seeing as starts to develop. And when you guys start seeing things come out and there's gonna be some really cool swag, Oh, you'll, you'll go, hmm, okay, now I understand.
3: So, uh, man, I love that answer because uh, I, I can relate. I've got a customer who, uh, basically talks a lot and, uh, really helps us out. And, and I mean, he even books.
2: Oh, Say again,
3: but you recently, up. so w- we've got a customer same boat as you, you know, uh, treat you really well, take care of you. And, uh, he, we coated the bow of his boat big cabin cruiser and, uh, detailed it before it went in the water. And, um, this customer also booked three other boats the same week, all of his buddies, his dad, um, actually, no, it was four, it was four boats that he, that came through him. And these are people that have never used this for any services beforehand. Uh, they're just some friends of his that bought boats and well, guess what? You get the talking and, and out of all the work that we, what I charged him, you would be shocked. <laughs> and, you know, that's just the fruit of my, you know, the fruit of our labor, right? Um, Just, you know, nurturing it, that It is tough though, Dustin,
2: and- right? Because you, and listen, I've, I've publicly said, and it's a thing, right? You shouldn't give things away for free. There's plenty of people that would also say that. And then at times we give out buckets of products to car shows. We wash people's cars. Like it is strange that you shouldn't give something out for free, but then there are times in your business that you should actually. And you, you saw some rewards for it. So like last week, I made you explain some things a little bit more in depth of your father-in-law and something like Walk us through that a little bit more so people don't just glance over because the thing about free that we don't want to give out, there's, there is, a thing. you can't go out of business giving away, right? There's, there's plenty of people that struggle because they give too much away. So we do want to clarify that there is, you know, there is a line, there is things. So how did you kind of get into that?
3: Yeah. So we've got a couple different customers that we kind of, that we do this sort of thing for that we take care of um, because of the return that they give us, they appreciate us. And you know, it all comes down to money and numbers. Well, because of this customer, you know, I can make thousands of dollars. So for me to go above and beyond and, you know, we'll just say do something for free for him. Well, you might look at it as, well, I didn't make money on that, but you also have to look at the grand scheme of things of this person helped me make thousands and has helped Mm -hmm. me reach new customers that could potentially be return customers. And down the road, they're going to help me make thousands and thousands. So um, it's always good to have a couple of those on the, on the leash. Uh, he's somebody that, uh, I can try new products on, on his stuff or, um, you know, if there's a new product, I'm like, Hey, test this out. I know you use the shit out of this product. Well, let me know what you think about this. Um, so one of those guys, we've got a couple of those customers. Another one, um, there is a storage facility. Um, we are the only, Uh, People allowed in there to wash RVs and she will never pay for a detail from us. I will not allow her to pay us for a detail. Now she will tip the guys, but like I said, she owns a large storage facility and we're the only ones allowed in there. We've got our own code to get into this place and we make thousands a year washing RVs there.
5: Nice.
0: Well, that's awesome. Uh, You know, not everything you do is uh, when you're doing some things, you know, just because there's not an invoice tied to it doesn't mean you're doing it for free. You might sit around for a couple of hours working on your Google ads or something like that. Um, Not necessarily not saying that you're doing things for other people. For return, you're doing it, you know, to kind of pay pay it forward, or you know, be nice to the people that are nice to you, or whatever. But you know, it's it's not always just doing it for free.
2: Um, but Wes, I hold on. I'm gonna. I really appreciate you saying that because some of what Derek, when I've talked to you, when I've talked to other people about video work, Tams, and different, a lot of the stuff that I've learned about shooting videos has come from exactly what you just said. Sometimes I've known I have a moment I can bring a car in. I literally would just send stuff out to people and be like, hey, I need to work on this. Can I clean your car? Hmm. And that would allow me the moment to work on a video. How do I work on editing? Do I shoot from a different angle? I have no pressure, right? This is my free time. I'm trying to work on something for a business. I'm not trying to make money. I'm trying to work on skill. I'm trying to work on how do I shoot a video better? So I got the car for hours, it's not a problem. And I can just sit there and work on different angles, different speeds, different ways of taking a video.
0: Yeah, you're not only getting return from the experience that you're gaining to put towards things that are going to benefit your business later, but yeah. you're also, you're also giving them some value that the next time one of their friends is like, hey, do you know anybody that does this?
2: Mm-hmm. They're gonna
0: you know, they're gonna say, oh yeah,
2: my buddy if you got gonna... the right customer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the way Justin said it, the way I'm thinking of the person that I I always try and yeah. work with people that are influential. Yeah. I'm not gonna work with Joe Blow that says, hey, can I go to detail? Hey, can I get a right. discount? It's yeah, not right. those guys you yeah. got to yeah. go for somebody that has a much more of a status in life.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's selective. Exactly. But for me, it is people that I love, you know, like the, everybody has a different way of of showing that they care for somebody or that they love somebody. For me, it's service. I offer my time and my help with things or whatever. And that's one thing I'm good at. So I'll do it for, you know, my parents, my in-laws, my brother-in-law, you know, my family and my best friends. My best friends, you know, they'll they'll bring over their cars. I'll just ask them, hey, anybody want to wash? I got some this I want to try out, you know. We get mm-hmm. to hang out for an hour. You get a clean car. I get to use something without experimenting on something that's paid, you know. Everybody wins. And 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 they know that you know they don't they know that I don't do that for everybody so I show some appreciation of their friendship and the, you know in the same in that same hour so it's awesome.
5: Um, I would, uh, straight car guy answer. So selfish, um, I would say the Lexus LFA. Um, I know when that car came out. I worked in the cigar industry. So, I'm sitting in a room full of guys that could buy one if they wanted to. The quote was, I would never pay that much for a Toyota. And I told them, it's going to be worth triple this in the future. That was like 2000. Now they're like 1.7. Um, so, that would be just the experience in that car.
2: It would be awesome. You know? Great one. I like it. That's a great answer. So- Much more specific than what we all did. You had the exact model. You (laughs) answered
1: the question right up to the T, man, Kevin. I love it. Yeah, man. I'm going to double down on that, too, but not the Lexus Salafay. Mine's a Morgan three-wheeler. It's a very unknown car. Um, But those of you who who know about the vehicle, uh, have studied it in any length of time over 10 minutes, Know exactly why I'm saying in this. Um, And it's that really for me, the Morgan represents like everything that I believe in as a car enthusiast. It is the purest form of emotion of driving. And it's just a, I mean, the only word I can really think of right now is just silly. It's just a silly vehicle, man. It's got this two liter like V twin engine in the front of a bathtub with a Mazda 5 speed on it. Like, Dog, that cannot get better driving experience. And (laughs) they made them, I mean, they're not exactly still making them as as that, um, in Mm. that configuration, but they made them in that config up until what, like 2018, 2019 or so, and at attainable price under $50,000. But it's just so off and weird and beautiful and just all the things that keep me going as a car enthusiast and as a detailer it represents it's my attainable dream car and anyone who owns one you're getting a pass from me hands down but i'm also going to detail my friends cards for free because i love my friends shout out wes you do the same thing <laughs> nice
0: wash wash yes wash full on, on. full on Ten hours of coding, Throw me a bone, bro. Like,
1: (laughs) I'm doing Um, it all. I'm painting that car. I'm sanding it. Whatever. Give me Morgan. I'm I'm on it, man. Well,
4: like Kevin, I have a very specific model in mind, and it, of course, it is a Lexus, so it is a fancy Toyota. But I want an LC 500. I've seen a bunch. There's a couple Mm -hmm. near me, and I just really want to detail them for free. If anyone of you guys know that has an LC 500 that lives in New Jersey specifically in dark blue bring them on down i just i don't know why i just it's such a nice it's one of the last v8s that toyota to ever made and it's just such a naturally aspirated like just gt car you get in you just go you know who cares how much gas mileage it gets it's just such a nice smooth ride um i almost had one i had a customer that had one and i was like all excited like i was bro i don't care i you know i'll charge you like i just want to just want to have it for a couple hours but uh but to kind of piggyback off what Marty was saying, um, I have a customer that um, it's she's, um, they own a big flooring company. They do like the flooring and cabinets for a bunch of apartment complexes and businesses and stuff. And the main secretary that works there, I have washed her car for free. I want to say like three or four times. She does pay for the interior, but she is usually so appreciative of me coming out to do her car that when she goes to tip me, she tips me for the amount that it would have been for me to wash the car as well. And I've done tree sap removal. I've done dog hair removal. For, I don't charge her extra to do it. And this lady, like, I've, I think I've been doing this lady's car for like four or five years. I've, I've done her parents' cars her friends' cars. And then that's she was the gateway to getting to her boss, who has that black C eight that we started doing when they first came out. And now I go to this guy's house all the time, and he's doing his car. And it's one of those things where he just hands me the keys, goes in the house, I do what I gotta do, pull it back in the garage, and he just pays me and I leave. And he's, but is that lady I think uh, Maria, that's her name, is probably one of the best customers. She always gives me a five star review when I leave too. I'm always so happy with her.
2: Love it, Derek. Did you realize? I just realized it a second ago we got to do we got to run this again right because we've got two electric uh you know guys and we've got the a traditional os uh in the nissan we got to have that discussion at some point in time i everybody back Huh? Oh, you do? hey, hey No, I hey, mean you hey, personally. That's hey, why I'll I'd bring be. the gloves and the. Oh,
5: I'm going. a combustion guy, man. Relax. Oh, you well, you're man. a
2: combustion guy. Okay, well oh, here we go. We're, right? hey. we're we're gonna have to have that discussion with all these people on from the dealership. Yeah, that'd be, cool. that'd be cool.
5: That'd be it cool. It would be
2: cool. It would be cool. I just kind of realized it as yeah, I was cool. looking around. It must have been that spicy mango that. That finally threw me oh. over the edge. That must have been. It's, I'm having to chug it. It's terrible. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for having the other beers with me. Listen, spicy mango cart, got to go. Terrible. I'm glad we're done with it now. <laughs> uh, we're good to go. So. Guys, next, next time, it's going to be a blast. Thanks so much, uh, Quick Split and Dustin. Mm, well, hopefully you will also one day put on the suit that Derek sent me Of the twisted T guy that is out uh, on TikTok, the twisted T suit. And one day we hopefully will see you also dressed while you're doing your wake skating with the twisted T and the twisted C suit. That is mostly what I'm looking forward to. And then see you go hop in your Dodge
3: truck. I haven't seen that one. Oh, that's what I'm saying to you right now. Uh, I was in Tacoma, by the
5: way.
2: Oh, he's loving the Tacoma. Tacoma. He's just not liking the tires and wheels. He threw them up for sale. uh uh, wes and uh kevin man thanks so much for hopping in and uh we'll see you guys next time cooking with nick everybody can go to the hyperclean specialist group or it's underscore grooms and go check out what he does we're looking forward to hearing about how you made it and the way we can also try and make what you're doing every week i'm looking forward to it Derek. Always a great to have question and everybody, please go on to Derek's uh, HyperClean Specialist Group post and tell us what your answer is. We'll pick out the winner. And hey, we're going to have some continual fun with that. Guys, we'll see you all next week. Oh, Enjoy. Yeah. Right. Thanks please, for having a please. beer with me. It was a blast. Hey, community. I bet you're probably a little bit like me you've looked around you've seen some stains on some metals, you've experienced some stuff that hasn't exactly gone the way you thought, and you begin to wonder, hmm, I mean, it couldn't really be a process, right? I mean, if I'm, that's the story I shared earlier about spraying raw degreaser on an engine and then curious of why it suddenly ends up messing up, uh, you know, some trim on a Mercedes. Well, could it have been that you had the the hood open and you were spraying the hood and then that is gonna end up on the rest of the vehicle? Most likely. You know, there's a lot of processes that we all do that we think is right until we see some damage or until we see some things. When our processes aren't exactly dialed, it allows for damage. That process could be changing out a raw degreaser with a lot of caustic, or a product like HyperClean TRX has no caustic and is all surfactant. Because we at HyperClean have known that this is a problem with the rest of, as we say, the rest of the industry, we've been able to develop something that doesn't do what the rest of the industry does. The rest of the industry is gonna damage. What if we don't damage? What if hyperclean TRX doesn't damage? What if you can go through and clean everything and not have any worries? Hmm. Boy, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? You need to go to hypercleanstore.com, you need to get some hyperclean TRX. It'll change the way you clean. You're gonna really enjoy your experience without having to worry about the soft metals. Not sure what your tips are, not sure what your chrome is, not sure what your wheels are, got a little confusion. Thousands of people are also confused. That's why we developed HyperClean Fuego at a 6.5. Seven is neutral, so we're a neutral product. You won't have any process of damaging your rims or damaging any other parts hyperclean trx and hyperclean fuego if you're curious about metals how to clean metals that is your answer hypercleanstore.com you need to head over there right now and grab some it will help you enjoy your experience of cleaning this is marshall and i hope you make it a great day